وأقولوا في القرآن ما جاءت به آياته فهو الكريم المنزل وأقولوا قال الله جل جلاله والمصطفى الهادي ولا أتأول الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. As always, we begin with the praise of Allah and by asking Allah to exalt the mention and grant peace to our Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to his family and his companions. This is another episode, another part of this short course on the Muslim family brought to you by Al-Madrasa Al-Umariya. In the previous parts and the previous episodes, we had spoken about the general understanding of the family, the Muslim family, just from a general overview and some of the ayat which we can benefit from in that regard and some of the benefits we can take just looking at the Muslim family as a whole. And now inshallah ta'ala we want to start being a little bit more specific. And so we're going to begin where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began. Allah Azza wa Jal told us in Surah Al-A'raf in ayah number 189, وَجَعَلَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا لِيَسْكُنَ إِلَيْهَا Allah Azza wa Jal said, He is the one who created you from a single soul and made, and here the word جَعَلَ it means خَلَقَ He created, He created from that soul, from Adam عليه السلام, his wife لِيَسْكُنَ إِلَيْهَا And we're going to come more to this in the next ayah, inshallah, but in order for him to find peace to find respite and tranquility and also to live alongside her. And as I said, inshallah ta'ala, we'll delay that till we get to the ayah in Surah Al-Rum where we're going to discuss it in a bit more detail. But here, what we wanted to establish is that Allah Azza wa Jal began the Muslim family by creating for Adam alayhi salam, his wife Hawa. And those two from them, as we've heard in, in the ayah which we spoke about, the very first ayah in Surah An-Nisa, uh, in which Allah Azza wa Jal tells us, وَبَثَّ مِنْهُمَا رِجَالًا كَثِيرًا وَنِسَاءً And from those two came many men and many women. So Allah Azza wa Jal tells us that the Muslim family began with Adam. And that's something which tells us the importance of the Muslim family in reality because it's something that began at the very beginning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right from the very beginning of the creation of mankind, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his wisdom and from his infinite knowledge, Allah azza wa jal created for Adam his spouse, his wife Hawa, and that was the beginning of the Muslim family. And so that's where we're going to begin, inshallah ta'ala, our detailed discussion on the Muslim family after we've done that little overview and that little kind of summary. We're now going to go into the details and we're going to look at specifically marriage in Islam. And again, we're going to break down marriage into various uh, lessons, various episodes or parts of the course, inshallah. So we're going to start with a general discussion on marriage, the goals of marriage, the ruling of marriage in Islam, the purposes of marriage in Islam. And then we're going to talk about the characteristics of the husband, the characteristics of the wife, and the nature of marriage in Islam. So we're going to try to separate those. Instead of just talking about, like a lot of the time you find these two put together, sort of 
who should the husband be and what are his rights and who should the wife be and what are her rights. I tried to separate it inshallah ta'ala in the coming episodes and parts of this course inshallah so that the issue is more, we, we go into more detail. What are the characteristics you should find in the ideal Muslim husband? And what are the characteristics you should find in the ideal Muslim wife? And then look at the basis for this marriage, this contract that exists between them. What is it based upon? What are the rights and the expectations of each party? And we can go on from there inshallah ta'ala to look at some of the differences and, and also some of the issues that happen when things don't go right. And then inshallah ta'ala onwards from that, we can look at other parts of the Muslim family. We talk about children and so on. So today inshallah ta'ala, what I want to do is to take the issue of marriage in a very general way, look at some of the general ayat about marriage, and also look at some of its wisdom, the purpose, the benefits, and the rulings inshallah ta'ala. So we said that Allah Azza wa Jal began by creating Adam alayhi salam and creating for Adam his wife Hawa. So what is this whole idea of marriage that we might call in Arabic zawaj? What is the, even linguistically, where does this even come from, this word zawaj? So the word or the zai and the waw and the jim. Zawj, from which the word zawaj comes linguistically, it means al-irtibat wal-iqtiran. It means two things being bound together and paired up together. And that's why Ibn Faris rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, muqaranatu shay bishay. He said this, and you know Ibn Faris rahimahullah ta'ala, one of the, the things you can take from his uh, his Mu'jam Maqais al-Lugha, his dictionary which deals with the definition of Arabic words, one of the very beautiful things is that he really summarizes it for you and he really brings you just one or two core sort of meanings for a particular word. And he said, Muqaran to shape is shape, for something to come along with, to be paired up with, to be alongside something else. So linguistically, two things I particularly benefit from this. The first is that the ties between the husband and wife are very, very strong ties. Even the word zawaj indicates that. The word marriage indicates that. And even in, even in, in English, when we use the word marriage, you can say, if, you, if you're using it outside, just linguistically, you can say to marry those two things up, I to put them together and for them to be kind of uh, bound to each other or tied up with each other. So that's one of the meanings, al-irtibat wal-iqtiran for them to be tied and bound to one another. And that could be talking about how heavy an oath that marriage is and how serious it is in Islam. We're already, inshallah, gonna speak about that, inshallah ta'ala, the ayat, which talk about the weighty nature of marriage and the ahadith that talk about how serious uh, marriage is. So it's something which leads to irtibat. It leads to the two things being connected to one another and tied to one another and coming together with one another and being paired up with one another. As for in the Sharia, then it's usually defined and there are some very, very different definitions that the scholars mention, but here we can perhaps just mention one of them, that some of the scholars define marriage as aqtun yufidu halli istimta' kulli min al-aqidayn bil-akhar ala al-wajh al-mashru'ah. They said that it is an aqt. It is a contract. 
that's the essence of what zawaj is and that's why we said later on inshallah ta'ala as we progress through this course we're going to look at the nature of the contract after we've looked at the nature of 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 the husband and the wife and then look at the nature of the contract it's an act it's an agreement a contract and this agreement is one that makes it permissible for the husband and the wife to be in, intimate with each other in the way that the sharia has legislated and that is in in a way it shows you just how powerful the issue of marriage is because it wasn't allowed for those two to be together prior to that act they weren't allowed to be together course we don't have the whole you know boyfriend and girlfriend and engagement and fiance type of things in, in the religion of Islam they weren't they were strangers to one another they weren't allowed to be together and then this act came in place this contract this agreement that took place that made it permissible for them to be to be together to be a husband and wife and to be intimate with one another in the way that the sharia has legislated so that's something which I think is it just sets the scene for what marriage is in Islam and how serious and important this act, this contract is. And that it brings two people together that were complete strangers, that were completely uh, away from one another, that didn't have those ties with one another. And then this act, this contract brings them together. So I think that's something which is profound and worth thinking about. Allah tells us in the Quran, that marriage is an ayah from the ayat of Allah Azza wa It's a sign from the signs of Allah Azza wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in Surah Al-Rum, ayah number 21, and Allah Azza wa just so we can understand this, where this ayah comes in Surah Al-Rum, Allah Azza wa is telling us about the ayat or some of the ayat, ba'd ayatillah, some of the signs of Allah Azza wa And Allah Azza wa mentioned prior to that in the 20th ayah of Surah Al-Rum, how Allah Azza wa created mankind and then made mankind as uh, a creation that was spread out all over the earth and that this is one of the signs of Allah and like we said Allah created Adam and from the signs of Allah now when we say the ayat of Allah here what are we what are we referring to so when we're referring to the ayat of Allah here an ayah of course we know the ayat of the Quran but the word ayah itself is a, a sign or a proof and here Allah tells us that marriage is an ayah from the ayat of Allah. It is a sign and a proof from the signs and the proofs of Allah And we know that there are ayatullah which are kawniyya and qadariyya. There are ayat of Allah in what Allah created, in what Allah decreed. There are signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that. And this comes many times in the Quran, like the statement of Allah In your own self, there are ayat, there are signs, there are proofs, even in your own self, if you would only, if you would only look. So here Allah is telling us about marriage and he says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ From the signs of Allah 
So what is it a sign of, or what is it an indication of, or a proof of? It's a sign of the power of Allah Azza the decree of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, the knowledge of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, the wisdom that exists in all of the things that Allah decrees. This is a sign from the signs of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and it shows Allah's infinite power. It shows Allah's infinite wisdom, and it shows the knowledge that Allah Azza wa Jal has of His creation, that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala created His creation and created for them this institution of marriage. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ That Allah created for you. That Allah Azza wa Jal created for you. And this again, we spoke about how the family is a blessing from the blessings of Allah Azza wa Jal. In previous episodes, we spoke about the ayah, Is it the falsehood that they believe in and the blessings of Allah that they are ungrateful for? We spoke about that in the context of the family and the family is a blessing from the blessings of Allah. Here again is another evidence for that, that Allah Azza wa Jal created for you, for you, as a blessing for you. And here the scholars of tafsir differed, the majority of the scholars of tafsir, they said that this ayah is directed towards the males, towards the men. And that Allah tells us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created our wives for us. Just as Allah and that goes back to the, the beginning when we talk about Hawa and, and Adam, that Allah created Hawa for Adam. خَلَقَ لَكُمْ and others among the scholars of tafsir, they said that the lakum here, it means for the men and the women together. In other words, that Allah created the spouses for each other. He created the, the, the wife uh, for the husband and the husband for the wife. Min anfusikum. Wa min ayatihi an khalaqa lakum min anfusikum. Allah created for you from yourselves. And again, from yourselves here, there's a couple of different ways we can understand this statement, from yourselves. One is to say that the word from yourselves refers to Adam and Hawa, that Hawa was created from the dil'a, from the rib of Adam alayhim salam. And so she was created from Adam. But also we can take this more broadly and we can also say that this refers to the fact that husband and wife, as we said, are both uh, Human beings are both of the same kind, the same type. And so that's why there is this love and mercy and affection and care and forgiveness that exists between them. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made them of different kinds, like, you know, you hear that people have that expression that uh, men are from Mars and women are from Venus or something like that. The point is here that Allah specifically tells us in the Quran that it's not like that. The reason that husband and wife can come together as a pair, as a partner, as spouses, is because they are min anfusikum. They are from each other. They're from the same, they are of the same kind as each other. Min anfusikum azwaja. Spouses from your own selves. And that's from the wisdom of Allah and from the power of Allah and from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's supreme knowledge of His creation that Allah decreed that He would create for the spouses or He would create spouses for each other from the same kind. 
لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا And here is where we really need to think about this part of the ayah. Because لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا لِتَسْكُنُوا It comes back to a second and a sukun. And these words, we can look at it in two, we can actually look at it in many different ways. It's not even that we can look at it in two different ways. But I'm going to mention two just to show you the contrast. We can see it as being a second in terms of living together. So Allah created a husband and wife to live together as a household. And we said this is the beginning of the Muslim, of the Muslim family, that they live together as a household and they spend time with each other. So that's part of it. But that's not the, the main, or that's not the only thing, and it's perhaps not even the main thing that you take. The main thing that you take from a second and a sukun is, as some of the scholars said, it is the opposite of al-haraka. It's the opposite of moving around and al-idtirab, being kind of shaky. So it's about being still and it's about being tranquil and finding peace and finding contentment. And that is the primary meaning that we take from this. لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا To find tranquility with them, to find peace with them, to find even you could say stillness, not being shaky, you know, being still and being calm with them, to find what some people might call a sukoon, peace, you know, some of them talk about tu'maneena or itma'inan, tranquility. That is one of the one of the major reasons for which Allah legislated this amazing and this wise creation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about and it's one of the ayat of Allah one of the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his creation that he did so that Allah created spouses husband and wife to find tranquility with one another and to find peace with one another and that's why some of the scholars said when they came to the statement that the ilah here what it means is it means that for the heart to find peace for the heart and it's talking about a matter of the heart and that's what the word ila ila means here it talks about a matter of the heart لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا to find tranquility in the heart and ultimately that also tells us I mean we can come back to this ayah many times but even it talks about the kind of relationship there should be between a husband and wife it should be that Let's say the husband has been out all day and he's been at work and he's, you know, he's stressed and he's been struggling with various different things. He should come back and open the door of his house and find a sakina, tranquility and peace. Maybe not even with his kids. Maybe his kids are also stressing him out as well. But when he sits alone with his wife, he finds sakina. He's peaceful, he's tranquil, he's happy. Also, some of the scholars mentioned this about لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا They mentioned al-farah, happiness, content, all those feelings of the heart. And also, it also indicates the body as well. But talking about the, the heart, likewise the wife. The wife, let's say she's been busy all day, the kids, they've been screaming and shouting and fighting with each other. And the husband comes in and she spends some time with her husband and she should find that tranquility and peace. And that's, 
inshallah, one of the objectives that we have behind this course, behind the Muslim family and the element of it that deals with marriage is to encourage all of us to improve ourselves so that we can be from those people that have that sakina, that tranquility and that contentment of the heart when we are with our spouses. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned in this that it refers to both the heart and the body. So it has here the issue of liteskunu ilayha. It contains within it the matters of the heart and the matters of the body. So physically, you you know, you spend time together, you live together under one roof. Your spouse is the closest person to you in a physical sense. And also in terms of the heart, the one that makes your heart peaceful and tranquil and brings you happiness and contentment. وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً Before we come to this, just on that previous uh, point on that, on the previous part of the ayah, لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا Isn't this one of the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How Allah azza wa jal created love between the spouses. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put contentment in their hearts. How Allah azza wa jal made them be able to live with one another in peace and tranquility and happiness. That's a sign from the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a sign which indicates the immense wisdom of Allah the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah's infinite ability. All of those things are indicated by the fact that the couples, the husband and the wife, they live together like that. وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً And Allah placed between you mawadda and rahmah. Before we talk about the mawadda and the rahmah, I want to stop on this word وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who places love and mercy between the hearts of the spouses. And that tells us two things. First of all, it tells us that real love and real mercy can only be found through what Allah has made halal and what Allah has made permissible. They can't be found through what Allah has made haram. And that's why all of the people living all over the world in relationships outside of marriage, they will never ever find mawaddatan wa rahmah. They will never ever find the, that true love that is more than shahawat, it's more than desire, or it's more than passion. It's more than just, you know, quote unquote falling in love. Is something more than that. They will never find it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who placed mawadda and rahmah, placed love and mercy between the spouses. And also it tells us how powerful the feelings of marriage are. And from here is that some of the scholars mentioned that when you separate from your family, uh, you separate from your spouse, maybe for example, you have to go away for a long time, or perhaps one of them passes away, or perhaps... Uh, the marriage breaks down in some way and they separate. It can be harder than a person upon a person than anything else. It can be harder than because the feelings are so strong. And why are the feelings so strong? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who put that mawadda and that rahmah between the spouses. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put it between them. And so it's something much more powerful than the shahawat, the desires that might come when people sort of enter into relationships they're not supposed to be in. Maybe it might last a while for a few weeks or months, whatever Allah decrees, but ultimately it's not the real thing. The real thing is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts between the heart of the husband and the wife. Mawadda and Rahmah. 
I want to look at this Mawadda and Rahma from a couple of different angles. Uh, first of all, I would like to look at Mawadda and Rahma in terms of the general meaning. So Mawadda is, like some of the scholars said, Al-Mahabba wa Ziyada. It's love and more. It's love that comes along with support. It's love that comes along with friendship. It's love that comes along with sacrifice. These are some of the things that I found from the people of knowledge. They mentioned about this word, mawadda. It's love that comes along with extra, it comes along with support. So it's not just about, uh, you know, like we might term passion, but also about supporting each other, being there for each other, being friends to one another, helping each other out, having each other's back, uh, giving up sacrifice for one another, sacrificing uh, for each other, giving up your rights for the other one. That is part of al-mawadda. And mawaddatan wa rahma. And rahma here is mercy. So I wanted to look at these two words. And mercy, what does that include? By the way, mercy includes forgiveness. It includes uh, being kind to a person. Uh, be, it includes ihsan. You know, striving for excellence in your relationship with that person. All of these things are indicated by al-mawadda and al-rahma. But one of the beautiful things you can take here is to look at the contrast between the two. The contrast between mawadda and rahma here in the ayah. So we can take them together or we can take them apart. And what I mean by that is we can take them together as in how mawadda and rahma uh, love, affection, and mercy should be in the marriage all the time. But we can also look at how one of them might be stronger than the other one at different times. So mawadda, just think about it as love and care and affection. What happens when that love and care and affection isn't as strong as maybe it should be? What happens when you have an argument? What happens when, you know, the... The, that, that love is just having a, an off day, you know, it's not there as strong, you're not feeling as strong. Then comes the rahmah, the mercy. So actually, if you look at the two, they can contrast each other. You can have mawadda, which refers to the good times. And you know, you love each other and you care for each other and you're so affectionate to each other. And you, you really look out for each other. But then you also have a rahmah, that when things are not going well, you have mercy on each other. You overlook each other's faults. You forgive each other. That's one way of looking at it. But that's just one way of looking at it. If we take it from the other way and we talk about, about how you bring those two things together, then some of the scholars, they mentioned the strength of the marriage is in these two things. The strength of the marriage is that it's not just love. It's love and mercy that come together. So it brings together all of the essential elements of the marriage in terms of what the marriage should be based upon. And that could be, like we talked about, al-mahabba, love. It could be al-nasr, supporting each other. Uh, it could be al-ithar, sacrificing for each other. It could be al-afu, overlooking each other's faults. This is the essence upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has built this relationship. And that's why it's so strong, because it's built upon mawadda wa rahmah. It's built upon affection and love, and it's built upon mercy. And when those two come together, it makes the strength of it makes that the strength of the bond that exists between 
the husband and wife. Allah Azza wa Jalla said, "Inna fi yatafakkarun." In this, there are many signs. Allah didn't even say one sign. There are many signs for a people who think and reflect. And actually, if you were to sit and think and reflect about this ayah, you would be able to think about so many different benefits that come from this ayah. I'm just going to mention one example of a benefit that you could take from this ayah just by tadabbur, just by thinking about it and reflecting about it. This ayah contains the importance of compatibility between the spouses. Because Allah said, And to get that sakina or the second or sukun, to get that tranquility and that being, you know, finding peace in your heart when you're with them, that requires a certain amount of compatibility. And that's why Allah talked about the basic compatibility that exists between men and women, between husband and wife. Allah talked about the basic uh, compatibility when He said, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ From the ayat of Allah is that He created for you from yourselves. So that tells us the basic compatibility. But the more we strive to find that compatibility between the husband and wife, the more we hope that it will lead to a second, it will lead to peace and tranquility, a sukoon and a sakina and, and, and mawadda and love and rahmah and mercy. So it does tell us the importance of finding that compatibility. But when I say compatibility here, and we'll stress it when we talk about the characteristics of the husband and the wife and the relationship in the marriage, it doesn't mean they have to be identical. It doesn't mean that they have to be the same. It just means that they have to find that sakina. And when they're looking to get married, they should be looking, is this a person that I can find that sakina with? You know, not that it's a, from this angle, for example, when some of the scholars speak about uh, the issue of marrying someone who has different customs to you, different culture to you. And while we say this is not forbidden in Islam, the concern the scholars raise over it is, they raise a concern that a person might get in a situation where they are not finding that tranquility and that peace with one another because of the issue of having different customs and different uh, culture um, among them and, and different expectations from one another. So what I took from this ayah, or one of the things that you can just make tadabbur, just think about and just reflect upon when it comes to this ayah is the importance of finding that common ground and that compatibility. And the more you find that common ground and compatibility, the more that will be based on that will lead to that mawadda and the rahmah. And of course, the mawadda and the rahmah is something, and this is from the ayat of Allah Azza wa Jalla that we can take as well, is that the mawadda and the rahmah, the affection and the mercy are something that grow. As we said, these two people didn't know one another until they got married. They, you know, as we know, they, they looked at one another, they met one another, they got the agreement uh, to, to marry, but they really didn't know one another until they got married. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused that love and that mercy and that affection to increase as time went on. And again, we can take and bring that back to issues of finding common ground and finding compatibility. That's what Allah made it easy for me to mention in this episode. And we move on from here, inshallah ta'ala, we're also going to be talking about some of the ayat generally that deal with marriage and some of the benefits that we can take from that. And that's what Allah Azawajal made it easy to mention and Allah knows best. Wassalatu wassalamu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.
Assalamu alaikum. If you're enjoying these videos and you'd like to keep up to date with all of the courses we're going to be running, make sure you head over to amauathome.com.